We've never seen a perfect marriage. But we have seen marriages that are full of laughter and life. Conflict and misunderstandings. Growth and hope. We want to dive into the nuts and bolts of those relationships. There are no experts here. Just real talk with real couples who really like each other. This is Marriage Lab with Aaron and Jenna. Welcome to Marriage Lab. I'm Aaron. This is and so Jenna. am I. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Aaron too. There's two Aaron's with an here. E. All right. <laughs> uh, let's see. We have your Habit Lab um, next class. semester. Next semester will be January. Yep. So registration 20. will registration starts January third. Oh, okay. And then class starts the twenty third. It's the online virtual class, which I'm imagining most of you. I would apply for would be Tuesday mornings, 9.30 a.m. to 11 Pacific time. And um, yeah, we'd love to have you. The other thing we're going to say. Thehabitlab.org. Yes. You're so good at remembering how yeah. to tell them. Okay. To yeah. Up. Jenna announced our class that we're teaching at the ministry school. At told them all about it in front of these thousand students and then walked <laughs> off stage and somebody, you know, she got them all riled up. They're like, yeah, about the stuff that we're going to be talking about. She walks off stage and somebody's like, what's the name of the class? <laughs> <laughs> and then another person was like, and when is it happening? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dang it. Okay. I feel like I, yeah. Oh, the important important stuff i either get logistics or heart i don't i haven't mastered announcements that do both (laughs) (laughs) anyways okay so the other thing i wanted to say was we're doing actually we're trying a short episode this round and that is inspired by myself i don't know that sounds arrogant to say that but i have um i started my own podcast i don't know if you guys know this wait what Without I don't me? think we've talked about. It. Oh, I know, I'm just oh my joking. gosh! <laughs> the Habit Lab um, is the name of my podcast, and they're all like the goal is between 15 to 20 minute episodes. So they're bite sized, so that's what we're trying for this one. Yeah. Um, it's been we've been getting I've been getting such great feedback about them being nugget size. So here's a nugget for you, <laughs> a Marriage Lab nugget. <laughs> a Marriage Lab nugget. So this is a, um, a kind of a little grouping of tools that we've used to connect, even when. Even and especially when we don't have, when we have maybe a conflict or a logistical problem or something, or pain, or in we're which, triggered, when in which we don't have a solution. Yeah, because that's one of the things we, if you've been listening for a while, we realize one of our tenet, like mm-hmm. things we believe about marriage, is you still like you can be connected, connected even in pain, even and when there's pain. not a solution present. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people ask how, like how in the world. So these are two little habits that we found. Um, with actually another the joy couple the right? joy couple yeah this were this and actually they were the even though we've heard people say this like danny silk has said this for a long time but in when we did this little joy couple course with um with the people who put it together it was it really took root on another level you can be connected no matter what's going on. I think that one, they put the brain science behind it. They actually explain Mm -hmm. that there's scientific evidence when you're triggered. So it's like when your nervous system is flared at different levels, that's literally what's happening when you're triggered. Your ears hear less sounds, like less tones. Your eyes pick up less. It's all nuanced. So it's not like you go deaf or you can't see, but your eyes notice like in facial recognition, less subtle cues. So it's like, like you could mistake everything for angry or passive aggressive. Does that make sense? And then you, um, your vocal cords restrict and you can actually say less tones, like inflection. So you lose some of the variations. You actually sound probably more angry and aggressive than you actually are. 
And yeah, so these are like literally biological things that are happening in you. So their point in teaching the two little habits we're going to teach you is actually choosing like to keep help turn your connection circuits back on so that your ears, eyes, mouth turn back on and your high, like your caveman brain goes (laughs) offline and your prefrontal cortex is more likely the person driving the ship. So you have higher odds for understanding and I guess solutions on some level. Yeah. Or connecting. Connecting, I mean, that's the main thing. But even when you get connected, you're actually creating an atmosphere in your relationship in which you are more connected to yourself, this curious, compassionate, confident self who can come up with solutions. So you actually are better at solving problems. So the first one is called joy memories. Essentially, you just recall a a memory that you've had with your spouse, uh, significant other, and then talk about it. Uh, I remember when we went hiking on the Nepali coast in Kauai and we got there in the middle of the day, got our backpacks and we started walking. And we, once we got off the main path that people do day hikes around and we crossed that river and we got into the huge, like massive bushes and uh, like the Jurassic type of greenery that I had really never seen before. And it was, it felt wild and adventurous. And then at one point we stopped and sat on this cliff overlooking the ocean. I remember that cliff. And ate this little pack of tuna. I literally was thinking best tuna It was fish the in my best life. tuna I've ever, it and was the best And we had Gatorade. And it, I, yeah, I was like my favorite snack in my life maybe. <laughs> yeah, same here. It was, it was so majestic. And then uh, hiking at night, trying not to step on these like, gigantic bullfrogs and camping in a cave on the beach. Um, yeah, just a lot, a lot of joy us like spending a lot of time together. Okay. What I want to say before you go on, if you notice, he didn't just say that time we went hiking in Hawaii was really fun and beautiful. The one of the things to do would be to lean in to some of the details and elaborate, like actually short and sweet's not the point. The longer and more detailed you can go, the more you're flooded with the memories and the dope, like serotonin, whatever. I don't know. Dopamine or serotonin, I'm not sure. Hormones. Um, Hormones that are the point of the whole exercise is to actually get the chemical, like that make you feel connected to the Mm -hmm. person. So I think it's not short and sweet you go and almost like relive and retell that memory until you feel some level of affection or connection in that, like based on that memory, like you feel a happy mint, like mm-hmm. dose of happy from sharing that memory. Yep. And then the cool part about you want to talk about what it does. I, I, I think about it like, well, cause we come from our church is big. Uh, a big, big phrase oh, is yeah. the spirit. Uh, no, Testimony is the spirit of prophecy. Is that yeah, what that's from Revelation. I'm pretty okay. Sure. <laughs> so good quote. It's not, I know scripture. Not something our church just made up. <laughs> I actually did not know that. Okay. <laughs> I was giving Bill credit. Uh, Janet <laughs> hasn't gotten to Revelation yet. That's no, sorry guys. I'm only in Thessalonians. So who knows what's to come? No, but um, anyways, the idea, it's been interesting as we've been learning more brain science. I love it when um, we find, like when science reveals a truth, like a chemical, like, okay, this is a biblical truth that our bodies correlate. There's proof mm-hmm. in our bodies that this work. Cause then I'm like, Oh Jesus, like you built us like that. And then your word backs it up. Like you mm-hmm. were giving us like, um, 
almost like hints to like, hey, that's actually how you operate. Uh, yeah. So I'm not surprised. So the scientists. testimonies. Yes. Yeah. Testimonies actually release. Um, one of the interesting things about your brain is when you go back and relive a happy memory, like we're suggesting you do, your brain doesn't timestamp it as in that's old joy. So only release half the hormone yeah. because it happened 10 years or however ours happened 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. It actually, it's like, Oh, when you tap into that, you get flooded as if it were now like mm-hmm. with joy as well. So that's kind of what testimonies do is they flood you with faith. They get your hopes up so mm-hmm. that then you actually like prophesy and like can go into like your own breakthrough in a different mind space, like literally. Mm-hmm. So I think that's when I think of the purpose and how joy moments work is actually kind of similar. It's yeah. almost like prophesying and remembering almost like remembering how it feels like to be connected and then actually getting that chemical release that helps with connection at the same Mm -hmm. time and so we'll we'll take people a lot through that um and we'll go back and forth so even if we're angry or upset it is awkward people are like how do you do this mid mid fight sometimes if we're just at a standstill and we're both defensive and we've kind of been quiet because we're not trying to like hash it out one of us will be like would you be willing to share some joy memories and it's awkward. It's sometimes like when I ask, I'm like, it could be a no. He could be upset. He could be so like Often defensive. Often the that answer I, is no, I don't actually want to do that. <laughs> the answer internally is he doesn't want to, but nine times out of 10, he says yes, because he knows it'll help. It's right. like going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Want isn't the right question. Like, are you willing to? Yeah. Is yeah. the right, like, is, and you usually say yes to that. So the awareness that it feels awkward. So being gentle and soft, but also knowing that there'll be benefit for both of you to do that. So I think mm-hmm. that's that's actually how we use the tool in real life with ours. And then sometimes if we're um, just like not upset, but disconnected in general, we'll, we'll share one to actually remember or we'll do it as a family at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's cool. It feels like it gives purpose to reliving memories. Like, oh, we know biologically what it's doing for us. Yeah. This isn't just like sharing old wives tales yeah, or old it's very stories. it's similar to gratitude as well and what grat just like recalling the good things in your life it's pulling that out bringing it to the forefront then you actually wind up looking for evidence for these things that are now at the forefront of your of your mind i also think it somehow reminds me too that you're not the bad guy mm. like that we have been and we are on a team mm-hmm. so even if this moment i feel like i want to be opposition or opposing you it's like yeah. oh no it recalls a time where we were teammates and working together and i want i'm like ah oh, that does feel good yeah. it almost gives me vision for what i want to work towards mm-hmm. the <laughs> next the second thing, one yeah the next thing would be to just simply expressing appreciation for each other i appreciate that you have done this and getting specific about it and go and explaining that this is the thing that I appreciate you about you. Uh, if you can talk about something that they did that day, like the closer and more specific you can get, the better. So yeah, I try to do the last 24 hours personally. And then like, for instance, I'll give some real life ones. <laughs> I appreciate that the other day after we've been in the house for a while and Wesley was kind of a lot of energy. When you had to go to the office, you asked him if he wanted to come. I knew that mm. that was a sacrifice for you, that the errand would have been so much quicker without him. I knew it was a bid for connection for him. I also felt loved because you knew that it'd be helpful to get him out of the house. And then also just like kindness to me to not have him mm. for like 15, 20 minutes. Sorry. I felt a lot of gratitude. And even just thinking about like, oh, what, how cool that he'll have a dad that wanted to be with him enough that would bring him along for errands. Mm. And then I felt, Oh, I felt a lot of gratitude last night. We went to our town's Christmas parade and it was rainy and those are not your ideal situations. So I know 
without asking you that I would probably be the one being more motivated to go. And then um, decided that I thought we should bring our pop-up tent so that it could, uh, we wouldn't be as wet or miserable knowing that that was asking you more to do. Like you had to get mm-hmm. it ready. You're going to have you, your muscles are going to have to help me put it up. And you didn't complain once and you didn't have a bad attitude. Cause even not complaining, you could have been silent, but you actually were super helpful. You had it all loaded in the car before I even um, got to the car. You had the wagon. So it'd be easier for all of us when you put it up. You just were, it was, I felt very cared for and provided mm. for, especially when it was something so frivolous as a parade, like go see yeah. a wet parade. You could have been justified in a lot of the things, but I think I even had more, f- I realized I had so much fun because mm. of the effort you went through to like make that a connecting experience mm. for us. So thanks. Thanks, babe. I felt a lot of um, ac- appreciation and gratitude yesterday when we were um, Sabbathing and um, we had just had a, uh, a, you had shared some pain and we talked through it. Um, and man, um, I felt a ton of things. And, and you had said like, hey, we, um, I'd love to go like do something with the kids. Like, and you listed a couple things like, what if we did this? What if we did this? What if we did this? Um, and asked me like what I wanted to do. And I didn't want to do any of those things. I didn't want to do anything really. Um, and I, and then you said, that's okay. And, and then you got up and said, oh, and just so you know, like, I'm not upset at you. I'm not going to hold, there's nothing like, I'm good. You're okay. Like, and that, um, I, I, f- that felt really good. It was actually, it was hard to hear at first. Cause I'm like, I almost expected and wanted, you know, some pushback of some sort, like, no, you need to do this or whatever. But then it was like, oh, wow, that gives me a lot of space to actually, if I decide to do something, like I'll feel powerful in doing it. Mm-hmm. And so I felt a lot of appreciation that you would have the emotional fortitude to allow me to have a decision like, I don't want to do anything, especially when you really wanted to do something that that was very helpful. So thank you mm-hmm. for that. Thanks. Yeah, It's funny, I forgot we were doing these as examples. I just felt appreciated. And mm. so I think anyways, the point of the tool, like we get back to it, is just appreciations. I would say that it's probably helpful before you share them to say like, Hey, could we share some appreciations? Because the other day I didn't do this well. And I shared an appreciation with you thinking it would be obvious that we were yeah. now I'm laughing at my, it wasn't on purpose, but thinking it would be obvious that that's what we were doing, that we were like doing the tool. And then you're I, just knew. Like, I knew, I oh, knew really? you were doing. I didn't, ha- I was, did not, I was not in that Appreciating space. To me. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Were you like triggered? Um, no, I just didn't, I didn't have like, an over a, an overflow or something like I knew it would take work to actually think of something. I wasn't in the so headspace for if it. If I didn't ask, uh, I wouldn't have given you anything. Uh, but I also in that moment, there's sometimes too where I'm like, oh, if you want to give me something, that's great. I don't want it to be required in return. Yeah. Um, so, but if you were to ask, like, hey, can we do this? Like, I can get myself in the he- like. So when you did ask, I'm like, okay, she. Even though, like, I, I don't think you would appreciate me and only because I'm willing to do it back. Because yeah. you do that a lot without requesting something in return. But in that moment, I knew you you wanted slash needed some, some appreciation. So I'm like, okay, I can meet you there. So Oh, that was good. So I'd say don't follow Jenna's example where you start <laughs> sharing appreciation and then you're like, your turn. <laughs> but I would say the idea of asking, like, Oh, like share, like, can we share some appreciations? That would be that simple. And then if I'm the one who initiates, I think my rule of thumb is I should go first. 
because otherwise mm. then it does feel good, yeah. almost like a little needy. So I'm like, I'm going to, I recognize your yes is honestly a sacrifice and an offering so that I will sacrifice an offer by choosing to go first and give before mm-hmm. I get. And then I think the other thing is often just like accepting whatever you have to give. Yeah. So not being like, that's not what I really wanted or be like, Oh, it's an off. It's a gift freely given. You don't yeah. get to nitpick what it's about or if they don't do it to- totally right. Like we've heard people accidentally. Yeah, I give. appreciate you for finally doing this for once in your life. Yeah. When you, I was <laughs> going to say, when you're doing that, do not do passive aggressive, watch yourself, use self-control, actually share gratitude and appreciation because mm-hmm. honestly you're robbing yourself yeah it's not just about when you sit in it to receive like you're in the receiving sit seat when you're in the giving seat you will actually have an attitude shift mm-hmm. if you're connecting with genuine appreciation and gratitude so you're robbing yourself if you're giving a half-hearted backhanded passive aggressive compliment yeah and i would say that even more uh probably more the same than just like you doing this as a couple like a lot of people we know will do this like before bed as they're laying in bed before they go to sleep or different things like that but to just for your own self like make a habit and a practice of giving your spouse appreciation on a more frequent basis so that you can build that um that muscle within you to to really look for evidence that they are i was thinking about contributing their strength to me you know, because sorry, contributing, I contributing, like they're contributing their strength to the family. Because a lot of times, oh, especially oh. women, can think of all the things they're not doing, all the things just, their husbands are not doing. Yeah, like oh, they okay. wish they would do, yeah. or how they wish they would love them. So I think the Lord, for me, this mm. is like, hey, you're aware of what's not happening, but you're not counting or looking or noticing all these right, things that are yeah. being sown. So like oh, you're giving me your strength. Thank you. Because I think what it takes away is that's not what I need. Like that's actually not what I'm looking for. If you're meeting my needs, I'm just looking how, what you're giving and sowing. And I would say for men to like, you know, this is a common thing, especially in our society in the way that uh, a lot of women will stay home while the men go to work is, uh, and then to feel like uh, when you come home from a hard day of work to need to step into more work with yeah. the family um, for men to be able to recognize and appreciate all that you have as a result of your wife being willing to do this and the work that it, the difficulty of raising kids and being a house manager is not like this. Oh, I just get to, she gets to stay home and just do nothing. I have spent days with the kids. It's awful. <laughs> like, I was like, he would choose to go to the office any 100%. day. hundred <laughs> percent. So not even like our success. You're like, cool. I did 12 things today. And 10 of them were destroyed before you got home. So you'll never know <laughs> I did them. <laughs> True. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So I'd recap the tools for connection when you're feeling disconnected. It's just literally practical ways how you can choose connection in the middle of pain or connection mm-hmm. when there aren't solutions is one, sharing joy memories or two, sharing appreciations. So that's it. go forth and find connection amidst the pain. That's it. Bye, people. Bye. Bye.